Hey guys, how you living? Great. So glad to hear that. Good, good. Awesome. All right. So in this episode, I literally just ranted about one thing that Adam Justice did the uh, for like a half hour. And uh, then talked a little bit about the gig tomorrow and my hopes that my mother doesn't show up for it. And uh, hope that that doesn't go bad. So once again, if you hear this episode... And the concert in Bennettsville has not happened yet, and you know my mom. Please tell her, my birth mother, please tell her to not show up to the gig because it would be bad if she did, and I do not want to see her face. That's the end of my story. So, anyway, the things uh, to listen to and watch this week, I gave you Dashboard Confessional, The Places That You've Come to Fear the Most, David Gray, White Ladder, The Decemberists, The Crane Wife. Those, those are albums. Check those out. Watch Dogtown and Z-Boys. Watch Paycheck and watch Rockstar. Those are three very good movies that shouldn't be too hard to find. Maybe Dogtown and Z-Boys may be a little hard to find, but find it. It's great. Have you ever seen Lords of Dogtown? It's based on uh, the, this is the Dogtown and Z-Boys is the actual documentary to that movie. So check all those out. Paycheck, Ben Affleck, and Paul Giamatti, and Rockstar, Mal Wahlberg. Uh, being a, a pretty much like a cover a cover band guy that gets the call to go up to the show to the bigs. Anywho, uh, yeah, check out the GoFundMe stuff. Um, help us out in any way that you can. We definitely appreciate it. And that's all I got for you right now. So, without further ado, episode number thirty-one, my stuff. Enjoy, folks. Episode number 31 already, Jesus. We're going to be at 100 before long, guys. Enjoy. Hey, guys. How you living? Good, good, good. I always say this the same way. Um, so, uh, for starters, I'm going to tell you guys that right now I am... One, recording this podcast, but two, I have the uh, television here muted on game three of the NBA Finals, which I know is neither here nor there, but just thought I'd let you know, if you see me on the camera, to keep checking up over here, I'm going to just make you sure that uh, this thing ends up like I think it's going to. So, there's that. All right. So, for starters, uh, I haven't been as adamant about the GoFundMe thing as I uh, have thought I was going to be. So, I will be sharing that thing a whole lot. But uh, go check it out. It's uh, it's the uh, GoFundMe.com slash needs new podcast equipment help with a dash between each of those words. Um, after the slash, anyway. Uh, yeah, so there's that. Go check out the GoFundMe thing. Uh, drop us some dollars. Get us some uh, another one of these sweet microphones is my next goal. Also, we're going to be bumping up our video stuff like I've all like I've said already. But uh, anyway, thanks again for everybody's help so far. Uh, we stayed in the double digits in the rankings for about a week. We dropped back to 102 today, and uh, I'm very stoked about that because I when I first started this thing, we were in the thousands. On the re- on the regular on a regular basis, and uh, I really enjoy being in the double digits. It was a cool thing for a little while, but we're gonna get back up there this week, I'm sure. So good on you for that for listening and getting us up there. 
so um, anyway, so I'm not sure how long this episode's going to last, too, by the way. So this is going to be a short one. I got a big day. Tomorrow, see, I'm going to splice that in. The people on video just gets to you know, see that normal like it's going on. But you folks listening to audio, you have no idea what just happened because it just sounds like it's supposed to be there. All right. Anyway, uh, big day tomorrow. going to try to keep this one kind of short. So I've said several times that I've been making a very conscious effort to be nice. And... Uh, this is I'm speaking more so uh more so along the lines of gigs and my band and band things and me and Smitty and Adam and cuz honestly they they're the people that I probably see most out of anybody else that I know so naturally we would if if they were going to be fighting it would be us three <laughs> so anyway uh I've kept my mouth shut for the most part, even when I feel like I should have said something and I've been really good about it lately and I'm very proud of that, but something happened the other night and I was literally already addressing it before I even noticed that I was speaking. So like I was already addressing this situation before I even realized I was doing so. And it was, it was definitely a, uh, uh, a subconscious response, but anyway, so Smitty's daughter, Haley graduated high school and Smitty couldn't be there with us Monday. Congratulations to you, Haley, uh, going to college of Charleston. I understand, uh, Smitty is very proud and I was very happy that he got to go and be with her on that throughout that time. But we got Brother Daryl to come in and play the gig with us to cover for Smitty. So gig was great. We got a lot of really good compliments. A lot of folks saw us at the Garden City Pier uh, the night before, Sunday night, and then Dead Dog Monday night as well, and said that there was a couple of differences between the two gigs, and uh, Monday night was just a jam-up gig. It was awesome. Uh, Brother Daryl covered. You guys have heard me talk about Daryl. He plays in my electric band, the American Sound, uh, Daryl and Chip. And uh, Daryl's a very, very, very tasty drummer. He's a very uh, tasteful. Just, just he's he's uh, his 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 feels. Everything he does is very tasteful, very tasty, very, very nice. Just uh, very dynamic. It was a good gig, uh, but that that's beside the point. We're not here to talk about that. Did a lot of cool jams and some improv jams that became songs and such, and uh, it was it was a really good gig. But anyway, I, I'm, I'm not going to give you a replay of that. So we were at the end of the gig. It was the last song of the gig. Uh, Brother Patrick, who you guys hear me shout out on on here, was a uh, was sitting in front of me with uh, with Megan and Julia. Hello, Megan and Julia. I don't know if you, you guys listen or not, but if you do, hey. Uh, but Patrick was sitting in front of Patrick's a musician and anytime a musician sitting, anytime I know a musician's around, I, I, I sort of am on a heightened state of awareness musically because I know that, uh, I, I mean, I know that they know what's going on. I know that when somebody is a musician that they can, they can tell that, uh, well, uh, Patrick, Hey Patrick. See, he's, see, I, I said your name and you just showed up. That's very ironic in the chat. 
All right. So um, anyway, anytime a musician is sitting in front of me, I, I have a heightened sense of awareness musically. And I guess I overthink things or, or I assume that everybody in the room can hear the way that I hear, which I know is not true. But I just assume for the sake of making the music right, that if I satisfy myself musically, then everybody else in the room is going to be like, holy shit, this is awesome, you know. Uh, recycle your plastics. So, anywho, we're at the end of the gig. Very last song. We're playing Comfortably Numb by Pink Floyd. We all know the song. If you don't listen to it and get out from under that rock that you're you're under, because, anyway, Pink Floyd, Comfortably Numb. We're going at it. And it's right at the end of the song, like the very end of the song. Like after the uh, all the verses were done, we're in the middle of this long uh, David Gilmour solo that everybody knows, and it's just awesome. So I pop a string, and it was just, it was, like I said, right at the end of the song, and I pop this string. So now... Adam was in the middle of a lead. Adam's in the middle of playing a lead for this for this song, and I'm playing rhythm guitar at this point. But I got his attention, told him that I had popped a string, and y'all, he stared me right in my eyes. Like, just looked me right in the eyes, just like this. I'm staring at the screen, if you can't see me, by the way, on the audio take of this uh, shit. So I'm staring him right in the eyes, and he looks me right back and just continues to play his lead. And I must have said it, I don't know, three times. Pick up the rhythm. Will you please pick up the rhythm? Pick up the rhythm. Like, stop playing leads and pick up the rhythm. Like, and I'll, I'm going to explain all this why uh, for, for you non-musicians. Okay, I'll break this down. Imagine the song as a sandwich. Okay, you with me so far? All right. Rhythm guitar being the bread, drums being the meat, and a lead guitar is the condiments. Now, also to better help musicians understand that, non-musicians understand this, there are six strings on a guitar. There are three low ones and three high ones. If one of the high three breaks, usually the guitar will stay in tune because they're a smaller string that takes, I would imagine, uh, a little less tension off of the rest of the strings. I'm trying to make this make sense to folks who don't play music the best that I can. So let me know after this if how I did. I popped one of the three low strings. Now, when you pop one of the lower strings, that tension that that one string was holding is no longer there which then throws off the remaining five strings and the larger the string that breaks the more drastically the other five strings are thrown off with me so far i hope so get it got it doubt it who said that patrick get it got it doubt it who said that uh was that on a uh was that dana carvey was that master of disguise let me know anyway um Pop one of the low strings. The low strings threw all the other strings off. And at that point, I play by ear, right? So after popping one of the low strings, I immediately hear how bad it sounds. Good, good call, Patrick. Thank you for looking. Patrick's one of our uh, moderators, him and uh, Blue Wrench Brian. Blue Wrench Patrick, Blue Wrench Brian. 
Blue Wrench Brian. That sounds like you all should call your band name Blue Wrench Brian, Brian. That'd be so funny. Um, anyway, um, after I pop one of the low strings, I immediately hear how bad it sounds. I play by ear. I know this. It sounds horrible. And all of this is within the matter of about a second. Terry Swab, Master of Disguise. Get it? Got it? Doubt it. That's right. Patrick Hanna coming in hot with the info. Thank you, Patrick. Um, I immediately hear how bad it sounds. And it, this is all within the matter of a second that I pop the string, strum another strum another uh, couple of strums, and realize that it sounds bad. And I'm obviously playing by ear and it drives me instantly crazy. So at that time I got Adam's attention and was like, Hey man, pick up the rhythm. And he's looking at me like playing his lead. And I'm like, pick up the rhythm. Like, please pick up the rhythm, please. I must've said it three times and before he actually did it. And then we ended the song abruptly and awkwardly and, immediately after the song ended, I'm already telling Adam like, man, I'm trying to explain to him why what he did was the wrong thing to do. And he's sitting here telling me I'm being a baby about the situation and ain't that some bullshit. So I gave you the sandwich analogy, uh, mainly because I ate one right before I started uh, writing up my bullet points here, but also so that you may understand this. So at the time of the string popping, I was on rhythm guitar, as I told you earlier. Adam was on lead. All this has been established already, but I'm just for the sake of information, I'm giving it again. I was on rhythm guitar. Adam was on lead guitar. Said string pops. So now the band is not rhythm, drums, and lead. We're not bread, meat, and condiments. We are lead and drums. There's just the lead player and just drums. Cause I can't play rhythm anymore. I, I, I can't continue to strum the guitar as bad as it sounds. It would sound much worse for me to continue to try to strum the guitar and let Adam finish what he was doing. Now in my mind, any decent musician who plays for the song should hear the emptiness and immediately correct the emptiness, right? I would think so. In my mind, like I say, anybody who who knows how to play music and is a musician can hear when something is wrong and should do anything that they can to correct that. Instead, he just stares at me like a fucking deer in headlights and continues on his merry way in the in the Pink Floyd in the in the comfortably numb lead. And I'm like, man, can you just, can you help me out a little bit? Oh, Blue Ranch Brian, watch it, Patrick. Uh, anyway, like, and I, I, I know that at the moment that I'm telling him all of this, he's thinking that I was just looking out for myself, that my guitar part was the more important part and that it was all about me. His response said that to me. His response said all of that. But all I was trying to do was keep the song intact. I mean, his response outside of quit being a baby was, it sounds bad if the lead doesn't finish the measure. And 
which that makes zero sense to me because bullshit, first off. Second off, it sounds bad if a lead player doesn't realize that there's no longer a foundation for him to play leads over and just continues to play as lead. Like, this is literally like, oh, you're walking down the street and all of a sudden the sidewalk's gone. Well, where are you walking on? Oh, shit. Well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's not a good analogy because that person can't lay down and become the sidewalk. But, okay, I got one for you. I'm watching basketball right here, right now. Uh, Cleveland's up by one right now. Or Golden State's up by one. They just scored. All right, so here's this. If LeBron James is driving up the lane in this basketball game right here and he pulls a leg cramp, and starts to go down, you got J.R. Smith, you got Kevin Love, you got George Hill, you got whoever you whoever's on the team with him is going to see that he is in pain and, and he is not able to do what needs to be done. They're going to take the ball away from him and finish the, finish the play because all that's important is the play, right, which is the song. That's what's important here. A little sports analogy there for you. And Brian Jordan, if you're still with us, I got you a little Ringo Starr action right here coming up. Check this. The song... Playing for the song is the reason why Ringo's the best drummer. A lot of people talk shit about Ringo, and a lot of people don't understand that Ringo did what was necessary for each song. Ringo did not do, he didn't play for himself. He played for the song. No, we're not talking about basketball, Brian Jordan. That was just an analogy, bruh. Get off me. We're talking about Ringo, man. We're talking about practice. Listen. Obviously, that we're all so good at fighting that uh, me, Adam, and Smitty. Obviously, we're so good at fighting it doesn't last long. But I told him he was wrong, and I still believe he was. And I want to know how you guys feel about that. But anyway, I'm trying to. I'm trying to make. I was trying to get Adam to understand that if I were playing a lead, if I were playing a lead in a song, and Adam popped a string and he's playing rhythm. I guarantee you that just knowing me, knowing how I hear things, if I notice that he's popped a string, I will immediately abandon whatever lead I was playing, immediately abandon abandon it and pick up the rhythm. Because, let's be honest, Adam's trying to say to me, and I know this is a whole episode of me just bitching about Adam, and I'm 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 sorry about bitching about Adam. I'm not sorry to Adam because I wasn't wrong. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm right. I'm right. I'm right, Adam. Ugh. Tell him, Brian. Tell him how right I am. Tell him, Patrick. Anyway, so I was trying to explain that in the middle of the song, if anything goes wrong, if anything goes wrong at all, that can be prevented or can be like, like alleviated rather that can be alleviated by somebody else in the band is then that person, that other person in the band's responsibility to pick that up. Am I, am I alone on an Island on this, this thought process or, or, or at all? And I'm trying to explain to him, dude, I'm not worried about me. I'm not worried about how I come across this situation. I don't care about what I sound like. And Jesus Christ, Brian, y'all are getting, they, they, this chat's getting lit. Y'all ain't even ready, Adam. You ain't ready, Adam. Just, you don't even know what you just got invited to do. Tell him, Brian. <laughs> but still, 
I'm sitting here like, we, we don't, he's like, I have to finish my lead. I have to finish the measure. He's like, it's not my fault. Pink Floyd has like eight minute measures. And I'm like, dude, it doesn't matter what the song is. He's like, I have to finish the measure. I have to finish out the lead. I have to finish out the measure of the lead that I'm playing. And I'm telling him like, yes, if the string breaks perfectly at the measure at the end of the measure, then that's perfect. But the string didn't pop in the middle in, in, in right on the, on the four. It popped in the middle. It popped in the middle of the measure, which means that yes, He's like, oh, that sounds stupid if I just stop playing lead and pick up rhythm. I was like, yes, it might sound stupid to you playing your guitar, but as a person in the crowd who's listening to the band and not you, it is one of the best leads of all time. And Grant, I, I would, I, I, if I were playing it, I would be pissed that I had to stop it, but I care more about the song and how we sound than I do about myself. And I can, and Adam Justice has even said that before in an episode of Cornbread Podcast. And I'm not trying to come down, I'm not trying to come down on Adam on this situation. I'm just saying this as maybe, maybe an extension of things that, uh, that other musicians might not know or, or something, or maybe, maybe it's a thought process that I have, I'm having a problem with my process of this thought or, Whatever have you, I mean, uh, maybe I'm in the wrong here, but I really don't feel like it because the song needs a rhythm. Like you can't just play. There's no, I mean, yeah, if you're Jack White and Meg, you can, you can do whatever you want to do, but we're not that we're playing two acoustic guitars. You can hide a lot with distortion. There's no bass player on stage. There's no keys on stage. It's two acoustic guitars. So if one acoustic guitar falls completely out, you've got another one that's playing just leads. And to me, that sounds stupid. It sounds stupid to have a rhythm guitar that just completely falls out and then the lead to continue on. And Daryl did everything right. Daryl's holding his own on drums. Everything was perfect from his standpoint. But... Man, I just could not get my point across. I, I couldn't get my point across. He's just stopped listening to me immediately. Like he's already like in the whole thought process. Like, oh well, I'm right. You're not. You're you're, you're wrong on that. Like I totally disagree with that. Like we have to play it out to the end of the measure. And I'm like, man, it. it once again, I'll say it again. Like, yes, if the string pops and it just so happens at the end of the measure, like basically what I'm saying is that as soon as the string pops. If you're not playing rhythm, you are then playing rhythm. If a string pops and it, somebody's got to be playing rhythm, the song can hold itself without rhythm. I don't. I didn't go to Liberty tonight and play leads the whole time. I went to Liberty tonight and played rhythm because I was the only guitar. When you're the only functioning guitar on stage, you you take the most important guitar part. Now, granted, the leads are great; they're very important, but it's not the most important part. The most important part is the rhythm. Let's be real. Tell them about that, Brian Jordan. Anywho. This is a very short episode. I don't have a whole lot more for you, but I am going back to Bennettsville tomorrow to play a gig. And uh, it's going to be the first time I've been back to Bennettsville since shit years. I think I've played once there at a church. This will be the first time I've played in Bennettsville since I left outside of church. Like outside of any church, I haven't, uh, or funerals, I haven't done anything at all outside outside of, uh, uh, like I say, funerals or churches. But 
you guys have heard you guys have heard my situation with my birth mom and I've talked about that in a few episodes and I'm really freaking out and nervous that she's going to be at this get this gig tomorrow. And I said that the other night after a Creek Rats gig and Smitty without missing the beats like, "Man, you you need to get over that." And I pretty much kind of let it be and didn't really say much about it. I, I, I made an instant response, but it wasn't anything like, like rough. I'm just like, Hey man, you know, this is a huge, this is a much different situation than any that you have. This is a huge situation, much different than any that you have ever experienced. I'm pretty sure. Like I'm not, and I'm not trying to one up anybody on how my life was worse than anybody else's, or I had a harder time than somebody else, but I don't know any other person that I've had a conversation with who's been in a situation that I've been in with my birth mom. And whenever he said that, it just kind of like, it kind of threw me off pretty bad. And I was like, not really sure how to feel about it. And I pretty much sort of let it be until we were on the way back from Somerville, uh, uh, the net or a couple nights later. And then I told him, I was like, man, it really bothered me that you, uh, that you just responded. You got to get over that because it's a, it's a big situation. Like it's, uh, it's a, it's a huge, it's a huge deal. This is like a, 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 a very big thing that happened to me when I was a child that has sort of fucked me up for lack of a better term in my adult life. And I'm like, told to just get over it, just let it go. Like I understand. Yeah. If it's, and I guess the the thing that bothers me the most is that it was being like, I felt like he was associating it with other small forgive or like small, uh, uh, points of forgiveness in his life like this. He'd had, he'd have to forgive somebody for something that they'd done to him. And he felt good about that. And in theory, I get where I get where that's coming from. But still, it's like in, in this situation that he was using uh, in, in, or, or comparing this situation to was not just apples and oranges, but like footballs to a glass of water. I mean, it was just com- like the totally different situations. And I find it. Uh, and, and then after all that, even after I was like, man, it really bothered me that you said that he said that he hopes that she's there so that I have to face it. And I'm finding it very hard to explain the many ways in which that would be a bad thing. Like, I, I don't know. It would just be a bad thing. I'm not giving that any more airtime. But by the way, if anybody is listening to this podcast who is in contact with my mother, it would mean the world to me if you would please tell her that she is not welcome at this gig tomorrow and to please not show up. So, yeah, there's that. <laughs> so I'm sorry to end on a bummer here, but that uh, that's just that's just how I feel. It's my situation. It's my situation. And. Uh, I don't expect anybody to understand my situation. Um, I just expect them to respect, uh, my reaction to my situation, but because a lot of people haven't had any, any sort of experience with things like this. So anyway, LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers just got beat at home by the Golden State Warriors. This does not look good. That sweep they're talking about looks a lot more likely. (sighs) All right. So things to listen to and watch this week. 
Yeah, it is, man. Patrick Hanna looking grim for LeBron. It is looking very grim for LeBron. LeBron. They came out hot, too, in this game, man. Oh, well. Things to listen to and watch this week from this episode. Yeah. Oh, oh, how about the Braves? Did the Braves win today, Brian? Tell me if the Braves won today. I can't remember. I I didn't get to see it. It was a day game, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Unless it was a travel game and that was a replay. If so, we beat the shit out of the Padres last night. Roll Tribe. Things to listen to and watch in this episode. All for you, Brian Jordan. Listen to these. Listen to these. Patrick, you'll, you'll dig this, too. Dashboard confessional, Brian Jordan. Eat shit. The places that you've come to fear the most. Dashboard confessional, places that you come to fear the most. David Gray. White Ladder. The Braves lost 1-3. to three. Thank you, Patrick. Bummer. David Gray, White Ladder. And the Decemberists, The Crane Wife. Swan with sons and daughters on it. Really, really, really good album. So, Dashboard Confessional, the places that you've come to fear the most. David Gray, White Ladder, and the Decemberists, The Crane Wife. Dogtown and Z-Boys. Watch Dogtown and Z-Boys. Not Lords of Dogtown. Lords of Dogtown is the... uh, is the actual movie version of the documentary Dogtown and Z-Boys. Watch the documentary Dogtown and Z-Boys. Paycheck, Ben Affleck, Paul Giamatti. Who was the chick from that movie? Was it Uma Thurman? Sounds like Uma Thurman. I think it's Uma Thurman. Yeah, pretty sure. Uh, Paycheck and Rockstar featuring uh, Marky Mark and a shitload of other people. Peter Pettigrew's in that movie. plays a dude named Matt's. Watch those. Dogtown and Z-Boys, Paycheck, and Rockstar. Listen to Dashboard Professional Places That You Come to Fear the Most. David Gray, White Ladder, and The Decemberist, The Crane Wife. Thank you guys for listening. Appreciate you letting me vent for a little while or rant to you. Um, also, shout out to Brother Jeff and Jen, Sister Jen, that came out to Liberty tonight with some friends. Hung out the whole time. It was one of the better gigs I've had there this uh, over the last year. Bye, Patrick. Love you back. Uh, yeah, so shout out to those folks. We're going to have Jen, Jen and uh, Jeff are going to be coming back down to do uh, an episode with me again soon. So look forward to that. Once again, Alicia Rice or Alicia Brown and Tyler Brown. They're going to be coming back in to do some episodes with us. We're trying to get Blair back in to make up the day that she was supposed to be here. Um, once she figures out, uh, she's got a, uh, uh, she, she's had some changes recently. And once we get that figured out, we're going to have her in here for sure. And anyway, thank you guys for listening. Love you, mean it. Go to the GoFundMe. Help us out as much as you can. I know we're supposed to avoid the word help, but guess what? We, uh, we got this sweet microphone and this sweet board due to all that help and i appreciate the shit out of that i love the fuck out of y'all and uh, yeah that's all i got for you so be good be nice to people that you shouldn't be nice to and i'm saying this to me be nice to people that you shouldn't be nice to i'm saying this to adam justice you're wrong you're wrong adam you're wrong all right You're wrong, Adam. Peace, bitches.